Hi everyone, this is Dr. Gayla. Welcome to your Health Connection. It's great to be with you. This podcast is designed to give you natural solutions to your health problems based upon my 35 years of experience as a functional medicine practitioner. I love helping individuals experiencing complicated conditions when nothing else has worked. Each week I'll be giving you health tips and strategies that you can implement to improve your health and function at your best. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Today we'll be looking at ulcerative colitis, the possible underlying causes, the best tests to ask your doctor to order, a case history, and natural remedies that may provide relief from symptoms and flare-ups. Ulcerative colitis, commonly referred to as UC, is an inflammatory bowel disease that causes long-term inflammation and open sores or ulcers in the digestive tract. It occurs when the immune system produces autoantibodies against the cells of the large intestine and rectum, altered gut permeability, commonly called leaky gut, and increased absorption of dietary and bacterial toxins. This chronic condition affects nearly 1 million Americans. Lifestyle, genetic, and environmental factors contribute to the development of UC. Researchers show that consuming a Western, high-fat diet creates a higher risk for developing this disease. Symptoms of UC include diarrhea with blood or pus in the stool, abdominal pain and cramping, rectal pain, inability to defecate despite urgency, weight loss, fatigue, fever, loss of appetite, anemia, and a rapid heart rate. Let's look at some of the potential causes. From a functional medicine perspective, we consider an interaction of genetic, environmental, and lifestyle factors. We all have genetic predispositions, but that doesn't mean we'll develop the disease. Epigenetics details how your lifestyle practices can dictate the expression of your genes. What you eat, where you live, who you interact with, when you sleep, how you exercise, even aging, All of these can eventually cause chemical modifications around your genes that will turn those genes on or off over time. In certain diseases, various genes will be switched into the opposite state, away from the normal healthy state. Usually the development of an autoimmune disease is a result of a perfect storm environment that triggers your immune system to overreact and attack your healthy cells. One theory regarding the cause of autoimmune disorders is that microorganisms such as bacteria or viruses or drugs may trigger changes and that confuse your immune system. This may happen more often in people who have genes that make them more prone to autoimmune disorders. An article in the 2019 issue of Gastroenterology titled Environmental Risk Factors for Inflammatory Bowel Disease reported that nine risk factors increase the risk of developing inflammatory bowel disease. The risk factors were, one, the stress of urban living, two, smoking, three, history of appendectomy, four, history of tonsillectomy, five, antibiotic exposure, which we see quite often, six, oral contraceptive use, seven, consumption of soft drinks, eight, vitamin D deficiency, another really common deficiency that we see in practice, and nine, the presence of H. pylori bacteria. This is the bacteria that causes ulcers. Let's look at what may cause an overactive immune response leading to the development of autoantibodies that can attack the cells of your colon. 
In functional medicine, we almost always begin by looking at the health of your gut. We'll begin by discussing intestinal permeability, also known as leaky gut, and how this may impact the development of ulcerative colitis. When working properly, the lining of your small intestine forms a tight barrier that controls what gets absorbed into your bloodstream. An unhealthy gut lining may have large cracks or holes that can allow toxins, partially digested foods, and bugs to leak into your bloodstream. This may trigger inflammation because your immune system will recognize these particles as foreign and create inflammatory chemicals in an attempt to destroy them. Leaky gut is associated with changes in your gut flora, often leading to an overgrowth of bad bacteria in your small intestine. We know that increased intestinal permeability plays a role in inflammation and inflammatory bowel disease, and studies are now showing that the standard American diet low in fiber, and high in sugars and saturated fats may initiate this process. Let's look at the factors that can lead to the development of leaky gut. Leaky gut can develop as a result of stress. A research article published in the 2008 issue of Current Molecular Medicine titled The Role of Stress in the Development and Clinical Course of Inflammatory Bowel Disease supports this. If you're experiencing stress several hours per day, the high production of the fight-or-flight hormone cortisol can break down the lining of your small intestine. Our hunter-gatherer ancestors probably only experienced stress once every week or two if they were chased down by an animal. In our society, most of us are experiencing stress 8 to 10 hours per day. If this happens over time, it can definitely affect the lining of your gut. A July 2017 article in the journal Nature Research titled Chronic Stress and Intestinal Barrier Dysfunction, reports that chronic stress can have a negative effect upon your intestinal barrier. Another factor is the consumption of antibiotics. Antibiotics are now present in nearly all of our conventionally raised beef, pork, poultry, fish, and dairy products. Antibiotics are given to conventionally raised animals and, and fish, farmed fish, in order to prevent infection. But unfortunately, it ends up in our food. It's common to see a history of antibiotic usage in patients who develop inflammatory bowel disease. Antibiotics disrupt the normal balance of the good and bad bacteria in your gut. When antibiotics kill the good bacteria in your gut, the bad bacteria can multiply and lead to overgrowth of bacteria in your small intestine. This is called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or SIBO. Symptoms include bloating, gas, diarrhea, and or constipation. Please listen to my podcast number three if you'd like more information or an in-depth, an in-depth discussion about gut health. Another factor is the consumption of acid-inhibiting drugs such as Protonix or Prilosec. These medications can decrease your stomach acid production by up to 70%. Your stomach acid is a barrier to bacteria entering through your food. If you don't have adequate stomach acid, bad bacteria such as H. pylori can thrive. H. pylori is a bacteria that causes ulcers and symptoms of abdominal pain, nausea, burping, and bloating. If viruses, bacteria, fungal forms, or parasites take hold in your GI tract, toxins from these bugs can leak through your leaky gut and into your blood. When this happens, your immune system will respond to what is considered an invader and create inflammatory substances such as cytokines and histamines in an attempt to destroy the invaders. If this inflammatory reaction is not addressed and continues over time, 
your immune system can go haywire and start attacking your healthy cells, leading to autoimmune disease. If the balance of bacteria in your small intestine is out of balance, you can develop food sensitivities and food allergies. Common allergens include dairy, gluten, eggs, corn, soy, peanuts, and citrus. Studies have reported that a poor diet consisting of highly processed, high-fat foods can be a factor in the development of ulcerative colitis. An article published in the October 2014 issue of Clinical Gastroenterology and Hepatology reported that people who consumed a diet high in fats were more likely to have relapse of ulcerative colitis. Other studies highlighted in the article suggested avoiding greasy foods, dairy products, caffeine, and raw fruits and vegetables. Let's go over some of the tests that I recommend to prevent or address inflammatory bowel disease and consider asking your doctor to order the following tests. First, I highly recommend ordering a GI-MAP DNA stool test. This test checks for the presence of bacterial pathogens, parasites, fungal forms, viruses, your levels of pancreatic enzymes, secretory IgAs to check the status of your gut immunity, calprotectin to check levels of inflammation in your bowel, your normal probiotic bacteria, and others. I also recommend blood testing for food allergies. It's important to check levels of both IgE antibodies, which indicates immediate reactions to foods, and to also check levels of IgG antibodies to check for delayed reactions. It can take up to 72 hours for IgG reactions to occur. An example would be an allergy to an egg. You may eat the egg on Sunday and not have diarrhea until Tuesday. That would be an example of an IgG response allergy reaction. I recommend ordering a Dutch dried urine test to test your levels of estrogens, progesterone, male hormones, and markers indicating the efficiency of your liver clearance of these hormones. I highly recommend checking your cycling cortisol levels through this test. I also recommend blood tests to look at ESR and CRP to check your levels of inflammation, iron, ferritin, folate, and B12 to check for anemia, and I highly recommend checking your vitamin D levels for deficiencies. Let's go over the case history of one of my patients. A 26-year-old female came to our office on December 28, 2019. She'd been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. She had symptoms of bloating and gas and blood and mucus in her stool. She'd been suffering with these symptoms since the age of 14. She experienced bloody diarrhea during her period and during the week after her period. She then experienced constipation for the following two weeks. Her GI doctor had prescribed ASACOL suppositories to have during the two weeks before her periods. She also had hormonal issues if she tried to stop taking her gas birth control pills. She experienced nausea when she ate fats, was tired upon waking, and experienced dizziness if she stood up quickly. These are symptoms of low adrenal function. She had cramps in her legs and feet, and she had low magnesium levels. She had taken several rounds of antibiotics for chronic urinary tract infections, throwing off the bacterial balance in her gut. I ordered a GI map DNA stool test, a Dutch urine hormone test to check for her hormone levels, and I did allergy testing. I recommended an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free, autoimmune protocol diet. She came in four weeks later for an update and to review her lab tests. Her stool test showed high levels of the parasite Giardia and high levels of dysbiotic, bad 
overgrowth bacteria, indicating small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I recommended antimicrobial herbs to address the giardia and herbals to address the dysbiotic bacteria in her gut. I recommended magnesium citrate to take during the time she experienced constipation, and I recommended a soil-based probiotic. Her hormone test showed low levels of progesterone and high levels of estrogens, and she had problems with her liver detoxification pathways. She had high levels of two particular markers that indicated that she was not properly metabolizing estrogens. This was an issue because she was taking birth control pills. It's very important to properly metabolize and eliminate estrogens coming to the liver for detoxification and elimination. If estrogen is not properly metabolized and eliminated, it can lead to estrogen dominance and symptoms of PMS. She had high levels of the male androgens, high levels of cortisol, the fight-or-flight hormone, low levels of vitamin B12, and low levels of the powerful antioxidant glutathione. This nutrient is needed for properly liver detoxification and to reduce inflammation and to prevent damage to the cells. I recommended the adaptogenic herbs ashwagandha, bacopa, and holy basil to address her high levels of cortisol. After following the anti-inflammatory 